Welcome to 10 Things with T. I am your host, Tiara, also known as the Savvy Social Worker. I am a licensed clinical social worker. This podcast is dedicated to discussing topics related to mental health, self-care, and overall wellness to improve the lives of women, men, children, families, and communities. My goal is to help end the stigma of mental health and encourage people to live their best lives from the inside out. On today's show, I will be discussing steps for adults to heal from the hidden wounds of childhood trauma. Before I get started, I would first like to say that this discussion may possibly trigger certain feelings and emotions. I want to encourage you, the listener, to be extremely mindful of what you may need emotionally if you are triggered in such a way by utilizing positive coping mechanisms, such as, for example, taking some deep breaths. You may pause this podcast and step away to maybe reach out to a supportive friend or family member, or even, again, as you begin to listen to this podcast and you begin to think about some things, you may connect to a mental health professional located within your community or reconnect with someone um, who is clinically trained to be able to talk and process your feelings about the subject matter. So in getting started, childhood trauma isn't an easy topic to discuss. A great deal of who we are as adults start with the experiences from our childhood. Once you have experienced childhood trauma, for those who have, your life is forever changed. Research has shown that children who are abused, neglected, suffer major losses, or have a life-changing experience continue to have psychological changes even throughout their adulthood, especially when the trauma is left unaddressed. There is also intergenerational trauma, which I plan to discuss in depth on a future podcast that plague many families and communities, which again also allows, well, doesn't allow for people to heal. Um, And just because it's not addressed doesn't mean that those things go away. It just means that you continue to grow and you continue to grow. And before you know it, you're an adult who is still in some ways dealing with the issues from the past of your childhood. Understanding exactly what is considered childhood trauma is key to processing and healing. It may include physical abuse, emotional abuse, emotional neglect, sexual abuse, physical neglect, living through like a natural disaster such as a fire or a flood or tornado, and last but not least, experiencing loss of like a caregiver or someone who you were really close to. Childhood trauma doesn't discriminate and can easily happen to anyone. When it's not addressed immediately in childhood, it often affects relationships. So, you know, the relationships that you have now, your thinking, your growth and development, how you manage and express your emotions, how you even interact with others. And this could be like your spouse, your significant other, your friends, how you parent for those who are parents, you know, how you parent can be affected by, you know, things from your past and your childhood, your own self-esteem is affected and overall how you just show up in the world is greatly, greatly affected by childhood trauma. 
Some people believe that by not addressing and acknowledging the event or events that occurred will just make it all go away. But of course, the reality is that it doesn't. Not addressing it also sometimes lead to engaging in harmful or even unhealthy behavior such as cutting, eating disorders, sexual promiscuity, or even just like not taking care of yourself in a way that you should. So maybe not setting appropriate boundaries with people, maybe not eating the right things, you know, maybe overeating or undereating or eating your feelings. All of these things can be factors um, that are contributed from childhood trauma that has not been addressed. I found in my own professional experience that some traumas are ignored. I've also observed instances in which children and adults aren't allowed to actually feel their feelings. And what I mean by that is sometimes with sometimes the best intentions, people will tell children and adults who have experienced trauma things like, oh, just get over it. Or, you know, don't think about it, don't dwell on it, don't be angry, or even don't be sad or frustrated. And in the end, people are left with suppressing their feelings, no matter what they may be, and not really dealing with what has happened dead on, which again can have long-lasting effects on one's overall life and well-being. Again, this may look like poor physical health, poor emotional regulation, altered states of consciousness, lowered cognitive ability, you know, being inconsistent with your self-concept, poor behavior and impulse control, anxiety can show up, powerlessness, hopelessness, um, dependent or codependent behaviors, getting in relationships and friendships that mirror, um, you know, familiar experiences of the trauma, Um, You may develop trust issues, depression, poor sleep, alcoholism, addiction, and even suicidal or homicidal thoughts as well. I'll be very clear in stating that healing from trauma can be a long process, requiring a hodgepodge of tools that one utilizes daily. Healing is definitely a journey, and hopefully, you know, one will find a few of my tips Um, helpful um, no matter what stage you are in in your healing journey and your healing process and so I'm going to begin with tip number one and again actually before I move forward again if listening to this podcast is um, causing you to think of some feelings or some um, past circumstances or things that you did experience definitely please take time to take care of yourself If you have listened to some of my other um, postings, I am huge about self-care. And, you know, in this moment, especially in this moment, you know, definitely take some self-care. Take some time to do some self-care and just take care of yourself, take care of your soul, take care of your mind. Um, So moving forward, I'm going to begin with tip number one. So if you haven't uh, done so already finding a licensed therapist and this may be a licensed social worker it can be a licensed psychologist a licensed professional counselor and in some cases a psychiatrist but connecting to one of those licensed people is imperative a therapist can listen to your story in a very unbiased way they can help you discover how the trauma has impacted all areas of your life they can also help you identify healthy coping tools 
and teach you new ways to think about the trauma. You will want to find someone who is not only licensed, but also experienced in working with individuals who have experienced trauma because oftentimes they're knowledgeable about health, helpful treatments, medications, um, and other like evidence-based practices or even holistic practices. Um, and again, you know, all therapists aren't created equal because we all um, take up different specialties. So, you know, the key is not only to find a therapist or be engaged with a therapist, but also just make sure that the person is experienced with dealing with um, trauma-related um situations and circumstances so that they can best help you to guide you with the best treatment regimen for you. Tip number two would be meditation. Not only is it free, which is always wonderful in this lovely world, you can do it anywhere and at any time. And it has also shown to build a stronger brain to become more aware of your emotions. Meditating regularly can relieve chronic stress and increase emotional regulation, your emotional intelligence, your self-awareness, and creativity, all of which are often affected and decreased by trauma. Tip number three, exercise. Trauma experiences may often get you stuck, literally, in fear or just being hyper-aroused. Exercise can improve your ability to shift your mindset because that's what we want to do. We want to shift your mindset and move your focus from negative thoughts to your body and the way it feels and ultimately release your nervous system. That's that part that gets you stuck. Exercises that engage your whole body, such as walking, jogging, swimming, or dancing have been found to work best. Tip number four that I will share is engage in self-regulation techniques and stress reduction. And so learning simple techniques of mindful breathing, relaxation, um, and distress to, um, and distress to intolerance skills to cope with anxiety, you know, depression and negative emotions that may, you know, also be present as well. Tip number five is simply sleep. We find that adults and children who are trauma survivors alike often struggle with an inability to sleep or fall asleep or stay asleep. However, learning ways to manage your sleep routine and habits is crucial for your emotional healing and trauma recovery. Working with a licensed professional, again, And mental health can help you explore various methods. Tip number six, connecting with others and seeking support. It is very easy and common for trauma survivors to become isolated and withdrawn. Absolutely normal. This is over, of course, I'm sorry, this is of course detrimental to your emotional well-being. Just because you connect with others doesn't mean that you need to share your story. And I think sometimes that's what people are reluctant about. You know, sometimes you don't want to share your story with everybody. However, just sometimes being present with others um, can help you along your journey. Just the act of participating in activities or even volunteering can bring a sense of comfort. You may also find it beneficial to locate a support group for trauma survivors to find encouragement and inspiration and healing. 
through others as they share their stories of resiliency. Tip number seven is distance yourself from toxic people. Very important during your journey or emotional needs. Survivors of trauma often need to get far away from anyone who creates stress and disharmony in their present environment. And again, this may be having those courageous conversations with people that we really love. You know, family members, people who we identify as close friends or significant others. You know, if they can't be supportive in your process, then you have to, you know, kind of make those decisions to say, hey, I don't really need this toxic person in my life right now. Tip number eight, be patient with yourself. As I stated earlier, the process of healing is a journey. There will be days that are much easier to manage than others. You have to take it day by day, literally. Engaging in a routine of self-care will allow you to practice self-love, which contributes to your healing process. Tip number nine, get closure through expressing yourself. Part of the journey towards healing is being is about um, being able to express what you could not express at the time that the trauma occurred. Often people have emotions bottled up, which can keep you stuck. Through talk therapy and even writing or journaling or doing some art, you can express and shake those emotions so that they do not continue to hold you captive. And last but not least, tip number 10. Keep in mind that trauma was not your fault. The trauma you experienced was not your fault. I'm going to repeat it again. The trauma you experienced was not your fault. Repeat after me. The trauma you experienced was not your fault. Through manipulation and other deviant acts, you were taught to believe that the poor judgment of another was your fault. This is so far from the truth. Remember that healing is possible and that you don't have to spend your adulthood in a mental prison because of what has happened to you. There is help and there is support available. So I hope that many of you who are listening have found some of these tips to be helpful. I would like to take a moment before I end my podcast to ask you just to join me in taking in a few deep breaths. Because again, for some people, this was just basic information. For others, this topic could possibly trigger or cause you to begin to think about some things that have happened in the past. So in a second, we're just going to take three deep breaths. I'm going to count to five. One, two, three, four, five. Breathe in. One two, three, four, five, breathe out. Let's do it again. On a count of five, one, two, three, four, five, breathe in. And on a count of five, we're going to breathe out. One, two, three, four, five. Well, guys, I hope that you truly found today's episode to be helpful, laugh more, and most importantly, love more. Until the next time. Bye, guys.